Today's scripture comes from John chapter 4. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a, a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and you would be given living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I give, you, give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to, be, have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go. Call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to him, her, you are right in saying, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, sir, I see you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on the mountain, but you say, that the place where our people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Your, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and now and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Then just, as his just then his disciples came, and they were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, what do you want, or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, come and see this man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on his way to him. 
Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do not say, do you not say four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around and see the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and the gathering and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one who sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from the city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything that I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, but for what we have heard ourselves. And we know this is truly the savior of the world. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Last summer, uh, my family and I uh, made our maiden voyage to Holden Village. Um, some of you have been there. Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, Holden Village is a remote wilderness community in the North uh, Cascade Mountains in the state of Washington. And getting there is not for the faint of heart. Last year, um, our itinerary had us flying into Seattle, renting a car, making a four-hour trek out of the city, staying in a hotel, getting ourselves to a ferry that would take us on a ride up the lake, and then we got on a bumpy uh, school bus ride up the mountain to our final destination. Like I said, getting there is not for the faint of heart, but once you get there and you begin to take part in the sacred rhythms of shared meals and lectures and art classes and hiking and worship, time slows way down. One of the most unexpected gifts of our time there last summer was developing a friendship with a retired pastor and her partner who were staying there at the same time. Oddly enough, when we got back in touch with them about returning this summer, they suggested that we all come stay at their home in Seattle for a few days beforehand and then caravan to the ferry in their two cars. So we had some more time to be together. What a gracious gift. So gracious, in fact, that it made no sense. Two questions popped into my mind. Number one, who invites a family that they are just getting to know into their home to stay a while? A family that includes two squirrely tweens, mind you. 
And then number two, how could the plan they hatched to host us and then drive our whole family back across the state possibly be efficient? We have this habit in our culture, one to which I am not immune, of applying a sense of urgency to everything we do, including vacations. As one uh, person wrote about white culture, we are ruled by time, by deadlines, by the need to control things based on arbitrary schedules that have little to do with the realities of how long things take, especially when those things are relationships with others. How long does it take to form a relationship with Jesus, I wonder? How long does it take to drink of that living water that we heard about this morning? So here we are this morning at the well, and Jesus, you will notice, does not seem to be about urgency or efficiency at all. You were all standing for that very lengthy reading. We get used to these abbreviated stories and dialogue from Jesus as we move through the gospel week after week, but the pace of this story slows way, way down. Believe it or not, this is the longest conversation Jesus has with any individual in all of the Gospels. And it is with a nameless woman from Samaria. I guess you could call it a conversation, but to me, it seemed more like a dance. Because there are moments where Jesus seems to be leading and moments where the woman seems to be leading, each giving and taking in what feels like slow motion. In contrast to so many stories in the Bible, every last detail of this exchange is attended to, and I wonder why. As Jolyn read, unraveling all the verses in this story, did you notice the small movements of increasing recognition on the part of the woman? How her openness to simply converse made way to grace. How her shame was traded for belonging. How a drink of water revealed living water. How her responsiveness to possibility becomes a witness to Christ. And then a whole community's witness. But it's all in God's time. And at this pace that the woman and the whole world can handle. Even Jesus' travel itinerary points to the slow, intentional pace of God working in the world through relationship. See, Jesus was on his way back to Galilee from Jerusalem, and instead of taking the road most often traveled by Jews, crossing over the Jordan River and up the other side to Galilee to avoid conflict, with the Samaritans, Jesus goes his own way, direct, directly into the heart of Samaria. He has plans that make no sense to anyone but himself, 
for revealing the promise of John 3.16, the verse we read in church that last week, that God so loved the world that God gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. In my mind, I imagine the disciples trying to assume control of the situation, pleading with Jesus to take a safer, more sensical route to their destination. But Jesus had someone special to meet at a very specific well in the brutal heat of midday. A woman who up until experiencing the depth of Jesus' attention probably never imagined herself as whole or deserving of God's love. Who could have predicted this long, slow chain of events that culminates in the woman telling her story and witnessing to the healing power of Jesus to an entire community. Above all, trust in the slow work of God goes the prayer of Teir Shaddan. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We want to skip the intermediate stages. We are impatient of beginning on the way to something unknown. But only God can say what the spirit gradually forming within you will be. In a little while, we will hear from Laura Harding and how the spirit has been working in her life, forming her and her sense of calling in the world. And I'm reminded by our text today that the woman's story did not end at the well, but continued on through her witness to a community of people, and then their witness to their communities, and then on and on the story continues. God's story living and breathing one relationship and one story at a time. And Laura, your story today is part of God's story among us gathered here, and so we thank you for that. In case you're wondering, my family and I are going to make the long trip to Holden Village again this summer. But this time, instead of flying, uh, much like the high schoolers going out to Montana, we are going to take the long train ride to Seattle. I wonder what sights we will see, what people we will meet along the way and what stories we will have to tell about that living water. Thanks be to God who meets us at the well, at the right time, at the right place, and at a pace that we can handle. Amen.